Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and today I'm kind of stepping out of our normal role, the normal routine. I've been getting a number of questions via email and on social media about my specific routine, my favorite things, and I get that. Part of it is curiosity, and part of it is the very legit idea that you should find someone who has done what you want to do and then do what they do, right? So whether that's burn fat, lose a lot of weight, break the emotional eating cycle, that is totally legit. And so today, I'm going to indulge those questions, and I'm going to share my favorite things, my favorite meals, my favorite ways to get motivated, my favorite books, shakes, bars, you name it, we're going there. And of course, all these things will be listed on the show notes page over at primalpotential.com. So if you're driving, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be on the show notes page under the podcast tab on primalpotential.com. And if I missed anything that you're curious about, shoot me an email and let me know and I will make sure to either respond to you with an answer or cover it in an upcoming show. So You know, it's kind of an interesting concept. Like, I kind of think it's a little strange that I'm talking about my favorite things because the reality is that at my heaviest, and this is the God's honest truth, at my heaviest, I didn't have any favorite things. I had drugs of choice, right? Food. But nothing brought me joy. Nothing lit me up. And I know I've shared before that my mom would regularly ask me, because she was worried about me, she knew I was in a very dark place, that I was isolating myself, and she would ask me, Betsy, because my family calls me Betsy, but you can't, you cannot, nobody can, just if you're not related by blood, you don't get that. So anyway, she would say, Betsy, what brings you joy? What lights you up and makes you come alive? And it it frustrated me because I knew that my answer wasn't the right answer, wasn't a healthy answer, but the honest answer was nothing. And she would list all these things that like used to excite me when I was a kid and it just nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. I just wanted to be alone. And I, I can't say that being alone made me happy. It didn't, but being alone made me feel safe, right? It just made me more comfortable. It, it was like the best of the worst. I wasn't comfortable, but it was my most comfortable place, being alone. And I guess kind of Monday morning quarterbacking the situation when I was in that really, really dark place, I think I feel now that joy 
like motivation, is something that you have to choose to actively create. So now, instead of waking up each day and going through the motions of life, right? Like it's time to get up, it's time to take a shower, it's time to go to work, oh, I have a meeting. I actively seek out things, people, thoughts, ideas, activities that either bring me joy or challenge me to become better. And I'm going to say that again because I think it's important. I don't wake up naturally feeling joyful. And and even some days I don't naturally wake up feeling motivated, but I actively seek out things, people, thoughts, ideas, activities that either bring me joy or challenge me to become a better version of myself. And this is my approach to food. It's my approach to friends, books, podcasts, TV, music, workouts, you name it. Is this going to make me better? Is this going to add to my life or take away from it? Because I'm kind of over having things in my life that rob me of the kind of life I want to have or the kind of person I want to be, right? Have you ever watched something on TV or or heard something on the news and thought like, holy crap, what a downer. I wish I hadn't heard that. And I hate that feeling. Now, I don't live under a rock, right? But I am careful about what I allow into my life. And that's not just food, because we are significantly influenced by our inputs. And for most of my life, I mean, yeah, most of my life, with the exception of the past couple of years, I didn't give that much thought. If I craved it, I ate it. Instinct response. If it was there, I consumed it. I didn't stand guard outside of my body or my mind, and it showed. (laughs) I mean, it really, really showed. I was depressed, seriously depressed, and I was really fat, like fat clothes don't fit you kind of fat. (laughs) It wasn't working. Mindlessly going through the motions of life was not working. Being at the whim of my emotions was not working, and Nothing changes unless you do. I know I said that a couple weeks ago on the podcast, but it's true. So as you know, I decided to make a change. And one of the quotes that really led me to this realization is from my favorite book, which I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes. But it says, joy is the goal of existence. And joy is not to be stumbled upon, but to be achieved And the act of treason is to let its vision drown in the swamp of a moment's torture. Joy is the goal of existence, and joy is not to be stumbled upon, but to be achieved. And the act of treason is to let its vision drown in the swamp of a moment's torture. And I gotta say, I had a lot of moments of torture, and I wasn't going to let that define what I did with my day, what I did with my decisions, what I did with the foods that I eat. Joy was a choice. It's not something you just wake up and like, oh, today's a good day. Same thing with motivation. Oh, well, lucky me. I feel motivated. Time to go to the gym. It's to be achieved. It is to be pursued. And one of the ways that I do that fundamentally because input matters, is I seek foods I love, foods that make me come alive. Now, some of you might be thinking going, well, food I love is like pizza and cheeseburgers. I hear you. But let me clarify. I seek foods that make me feel vibrant and energetic and confident and strong, 
not foods that make me go, mmm, that's tasty, and now I feel heavy and puffy and lethargic and I want to take a nap. So yeah, I eat foods that I love, but I consciously seek out foods that are delicious to me that make me come alive and make me feel vibrant, energetic, and confident, okay? And I approach workouts the same way. I choose workouts that give me energy instead of taking energy from me. And we might have different answers on the food front and the workout front, and that's fine. Neither of us are wrong. We should all be doing what's best for our body. So I know i am kind of been rambling now, but we're going to get into the specifics. And I want to tell you my favorite things and the things that do this for me, food and otherwise. But like I often do, I have a caveat. Nothing I am going to share with you is magic. Nothing, right? It's only magic for me because it works for me. If you model my process and you hate every second, there's no magic there. So I challenge everybody to find your own answers in all of these areas. And that's why I love tracking. And I talk all the time about having a tracking document and paying attention to how food makes you feel and how it influences your energy and how it influences your cravings. Find the foods that fuel you best. The the foods that fuel me best are, are interesting, right? But they might not be your foods. And they might be. It's not that it's it's a fine starting point for you. If you want to model my process, that's cool. But pay attention to what works and what doesn't work because it's not going to work universally for everything. So pay attention to the inputs, food and otherwise, that recharge you, that motivate you. It's going to be different for every one of us. And it's okay if you don't have your answers right now. That's the journey, right? It takes time. It's a process finding them. And they are not static. They'll change. You'll change. It should change. And the goal is to begin to steer the ship instead of just going where the tide takes you and pay attention along the way. All right, so that was like our nine-minute introduction. But anyway, um, maybe you got something out of it. Now let's talk about food because that's my favorite thing to do. Let's start with breakfast. I think most of you guys know that my favorite breakfast is Bulletproof Coffee. And I'm a huge fan. I've done a full episode on why I love Bulletproof Coffee. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I love it because to me, it's delicious and I am a huge coffee fan. If you are not a coffee fan, don't put this one on your list. It's that simple. I don't like to cook in the morning because I don't like to wash dishes. Easy is key for me and it keeps me full. I love that. I don't want to be distracted. The morning is my prime time, right? I am like a chainsaw through butter in the morning. And so I don't want to have to stop because I'm hungry or I've got to clean up or I've got to prep a meal. I don't have time for that. That's just me, though. I don't want to stop my work. Morning is my productive time. I will say, though, I get a little weirded out by the like bulletproof coffee cult thing that's going on right now, and I don't belong to it. It's not magic. It is coffee and fat, caffeine and fat. Yes, for many people, it keeps them full and increases their energy, but food can do that too. So it's not magic. There's no like magic bullet, you know, magic bulletproof coffee. I was going to say like magic bullet, anyway, whatever. I'm rambling. Enough with the cult of bulletproof coffee. It's not magical. If it's not your thing, cool, that's fine. There's tons of other options. I would go into them here, but I've already done a full episode on breakfast, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, For me, my favorite breakfast is bulletproof coffee. It just works for me. It might not work for you. My favorite lunch. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Salmon cakes and Brussels sprouts. 
I love salmon and Brussels sprouts. I could eat that all day, every day, and never care if my house smells like fish and sulfur. Speaking of that, though, a little tip if you think Brussels sprouts are smelly. If you chop them more finely, right, cut them in smaller pieces before you cook them, you release the glucosinolates, the sulfur-containing compa uh, compounds. That's what makes them smelly. And if you release more of them prior to cooking, they won't smell nearly as much. So you can do that by putting them in your food processor um, or just chopping them finely, but they'll smell a whole lot less uh, than if you just cut them in half or cook them whole. You're welcome. You can send me a check to thank me. Make it out to me directly. Uh, but if you don't love Brussels sprouts, don't eat them, right? I think they're delicious. And they're also powerful estrogen detoxifiers. They help with estrogen metabolism, which is very important for me because I suffered from PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and I'm prone to estrogen dominance. So I'm a huge fan of all cruciferous vegetables for this reason. But the Brussels sprouts are primarily about flavor. I think they're delicious. They keep me full and they improve my health. But if you hate Brussels sprouts, they aren't magic. Don't sweat it. Salmon, it's just my favorite thing. And salmon cakes I like because they can be made ahead of time. And I will link to the salmon cake recipe that I love most in the show notes at primalpotential.com. So for me, this is about delicious and convenient because I can make the salmon cakes ahead of time, keep them in the fridge or the freezer, and then just cook them very quickly when I'm ready to eat. Plus, salmon is a one of my favorite proteins because it's also high in healthy fats, right? As opposed to chicken breast, which is really lean in that it's a great source of protein, not a good source of fat. And I, I like fat. I think fat is great for fat loss. So I like that salmon is higher fat. Plus, there's tons of variety. You can do salmon cakes. You can do salmon fillets. You can do salmon spread. You can have salmon coffee. I'm kidding about the coffee. Don't do not do that because now I'm going to get like Instagram posts where somebody blended salmon in their coffee and said, Elizabeth said this was good. I was, jo I was joking. It was a joke. Um, my favorite snack. I'm not much of a snacker. In fact, my goal is to structure my meals such that I don't have the desire to snack. And I do this for one because I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I don't want to break my flow. I don't want to interrupt my work time. And for me personally, and this is not everyone's situation, snack food is like Pandora's box. Sometimes when I start munching, I just keep munching. And snacks don't have clear boundaries to me the way that meals do. So for me personally, I choose to not be much of a snacker. I do love almonds and macadamia nuts. Um, and I tend to do the nut thing only when I'm traveling because I just have options in case I'm someplace where I, I don't have the best choice to make. So they're my contingency plan. I try not to buy them because I'm pretty sure I'll eat them all. And a word about that. Some people will say, well, that means you have no self-control or you're weak. I don't see it that way. And if you do, that's totally okay. But for me, being aware of my triggers and choosing to limit my exposure to them is strength. It's proactively working in my strengths to not make life more difficult for myself by calling on willpower when I could just avoid it altogether. Like, I, got, I need my willpower for other things. If it's as easy as just not bringing nuts in the house so I don't feel tempted to eat 17 ounces of almonds, I could do it. I mean, don't dare me. I could totally do it. Um, my favorite dinner is very much like my favorite lunch. Salmon and Brussels sprouts is just my favorite veg, my favorite protein. I do, though, really love chicken thighs. Um, 
And the reason I love them is because they're cheap as all get out and you really can't mess them up. Oftentimes I'll just throw them in a crock pot without a recipe um, with either chicken stock and garlic and veggies or coconut milk and curry and they reheat well too. So this is something that you can make and put in the fridge to just pop in the microwave later. I personally think that fish doesn't reheat that well. So salmon isn't something I want to like make a bunch of ahead of time. But again, that's just my preference. If ground turkey is your thing, do it up. If you love burgers, make way for burgers. My favorite dessert, y'all know I love ice cream. It's my jam. I think ice cream is like the best thing on the planet. But I will tell you that changing my eating habits over the past couple of years has shown me that I have a sensitivity to dairy. Cue the sad trombones. It's a sad day. I think ice cream tastes amazing, but it doesn't really make me feel great anymore. So I've come to really enjoy making ice cream with canned coconut milk and dates for sweetness and vanilla bean. And I'll put the recipe in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. It doesn't mean that I never have real ice cream. I do. But I used to sit down and eat a whole pint and sometimes more than a whole pint, just just being honest, um, I needed two different flavor options because what if I got tired of the chocolate? But anyway, I don't do that anymore. If I'm going to have ice cream, then it's going to be like legit special ice cream, like gourmet ice cream from a special ice cream place in a city that I've never been to. And even then, I'm not going to go overboard. I'm going to really savor it. And uh, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the fitness professional blogger Nagar Fanuni, but one thing that she says is basically as soon as a bite is not as good as the first bite, be done with it, right? So sometimes like the first couple of bites are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then it's like, meh, I mean, it's cool. And we tend to keep eating kind of out of habit or because it's here or because initially it was awesome. I pay attention to when it loses that level 10 factor. If the first bite was a 10, as soon as I get to the point where it's like an eight or a nine, I'm done. Never mind getting to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm stuffed and like this is totally a four, but it's here and I'm going to be a champ. I used to do that all the time. I don't do that anymore. So as soon as a bite is not that level 10, I'm done with it. It's not worth it to me. And that's kind of, that's not just my dessert approach. It's kind of my approach overall. I want to eat things that are a 10 to me. And I naturally eat less when I limit what I want to eat at any time of the day to that which is a 10, right? So I'm not going to be tempted by like Cheetos because, I mean, really, they're like salty, cheesy styrofoam, right? But before I would binge on those because, well, I might want something crunchy and salty. Well, if I want something crunchy and salty, I'm going to find something that's a 10. And I'm only going to eat stuff that's a 10. And that's a big part of my success philosophy is once it's not a 10, I'm done. Like I want it to be phenomenal. I want every bite to be like, whew, this is amazing. And when it's not, I'm done. All right. My favorite protein bar. Now, bars are a part of my reality. Not on a daily basis, but I would say several times a month, either for convenience if I'm on the road or as a result of poor planning, like I just didn't do my meal prep or whatever. And I get a lot of questions about bars and people kind of freak out about them. And I kind of get why and I kind of don't. To me, freaking out about bars is a sign of all or nothing thinking. Before I tell you my favorite bars, 
I just want to remind everybody that our food choices are not black and white. It's not all or nothing. There is no such thing as this is a yes and this is a no. This is good. This is bad. It's about progress. And food falls along a spectrum. And we just want to be progressing down the spectrum. I've talked before about Quest Bars. And Quest Bars were a huge part of my journey for the first 50 pounds of my weight loss. I had two Quest Bars every single day. And I lost 50 pounds that way. I mean, I ate other food too, but I usually had a Quest Bar for breakfast and a Quest Bar as an afternoon snack. They were sweet. And to me, they felt indulgent. But people email me and I I think you said something about Quest Bars. How could you eat them, especially for breakfast? They have carbs. They're not paleo. What's important here is context. Remember, I personally was eating Chick-fil-A before that, right? And I was looking for an improvement. I was not looking for the perfect option. So if a Quest Bar keeps you out of the drive through line or keeps you from going from the, to the vending machine in the afternoon, dude, eat the Quest Bar, right? As far as they're concerned for me now, with my current taste buds and my current way of eating, a lot of the Quest Bars are too sweet for me personally. And when I have something that's really sweet, it can trigger more sweet cravings. That wasn't always the case for me. It just happens to be now. So there are a couple of them that are less sweet that I do like, and those would be the Coconut Cashew Quest Bars or Peanut Butter and Jelly. I'm much more likely, however, to have an Epic Bar. E-P-I-C, and I will link to these also in the show notes at Primal Potential. Now, before you run to the store and buy Epic Bars, these are meat bars. Think like beef jerky meets a protein bar. They are not sweet. They are savory, and they look like compacted cat food. They are not pretty. (laughs) They are not pretty. But if you're looking for meat, they're good. My favorites are turkey almond cranberry, which is one bar. It's just turkey almond cranberry. And then they have a new bar that is the bacon bar because bacon bar? I'll eat a bacon bar. I don't turn down bacon. That just seems wrong. And Whole Foods carries Epic Bars and you can also get them online. I'm going to link to them in the show notes. All right. My favorite protein shake. Obviously, just like bars, it goes without saying there are some great bars and some great shakes, and there are some terrible bars and terrible shakes that are essentially like candy bars or milkshakes with protein sprinkled in. And this is not an episode about bars and shake. It's an episode about my favorite things. I used to be a huge shake drinker, and I really mean that in two ways. I drank a lot of protein shakes, and they were huge. Um, (laughs) Some of you might have seen the picture of me on Instagram where I'm drinking a protein shake out of a very large flower vase that's bigger than my head. Um, And I wondered why I was at a plateau. (laughs) I definitely overate protein. So I do not drink shakes that much anymore. But when I do, I do have a favorite from a taste standpoint. I'm going to link to it in the show notes at primalpotential.com. It mixes really well, it tastes good, and it's very fat loss friendly as compared to a lot of the other stuff out there on the market. It's from a company called Biotrust. And it's their BioTrust Low Carb, and I prefer the chocolate flavor. The vanilla flavor is a little bit too sweet for me. My favorite guilty pleasure, and this is along the fat loss spectrum. This is something that I can eat and still make uh, make progress towards my goals and get results. And that is sweet potato nachos. So I will either make or buy sweet potato chips, and I'll top them with ground meat, ground bison or ground beef, and pico and guacamole. And I am like the happiest camper on the planet, especially when I'm craving something salty, crunchy. This is just like the best thing in the world. Uh, my favorite restaurants. And again, I'm kind of taking this whole episode from a fat loss perspective. And I 
I personally don't have any trouble making fat loss choices just about anywhere. On a day-to-day -day basis, I like Chipotle because it's a good go-to. I know I can get a salad with meat and fat done easy. For nice restaurants, though, and not not a knock on Chipotle, but like, you know, I don't I'm, I can't answer that well without making it sound like Chipotle is not a nice restaurant. You know what I mean? Like sit down, dress up, date kind of restaurant. I can't say that I have a favorite, but no matter where I go, I'm usually going to look for a really nice piece of fatty fish like sea bass or salmon. Um, and I'm like so seriously getting hungry right now. So I'm glad we're switching gears or I'd be I'd be pausing this recording to go get a snack. Um, my favorite workout is... I'm so shocked to say this because I hated it for like ever and resisted doing it. My favorite workout is sprinting. And it's probably because it's over soon, <laughs> right? It, you get it done in like no time at all. And it makes me feel good. It makes me feel lean. There's something about sprinting that makes me feel very capable and very athletic. And I love that. And I love that it can be done in 10 minutes, which is always awesome. Plus, I mean, obviously, it works. It is so super effective for fat loss. If you tell me to do cardio, I'm going to sprint. You will not find me on an elliptical machine. I will be sprinting, either a running sprint or a rowing sprint. Sometimes I just don't feel up for the impact of running or I'm not in the mood. Or quite frankly, some days I just don't feel very coordinated and I don't feel like busting my face as I sprint down a turf field. So rowing sprints are super awesome too. And my favorite way to do sprints is to do a 20 second all out, guns blazing, get out of my way sprint, then rest for 40 seconds. So 20 seconds on, 40 seconds off, and do that eight to 10 times, 10 max. Um, my favorite lifts when I'm lifting weights, I love lifting lower body, which is so crazy because I've hated my legs for so long. Um, I love to squat and deadlift. I have big, strong legs. And I, I, like I said, I've hated them forever. Just last week, my mom was making fun of my legs. Um, love you, mom. Thanks. Made me feel really good. Um, when I gain weight, it's in my thighs. I have big thighs. But I love to squat and lift because it makes me feel unstoppable. And I love that I can get my heart rate up and lift heavy. Lifting heavy is something that really works for me because... To change your body, you have to put your body under stress. For your muscles to work, you have to challenge them. So I am not a 10-pound dumbbell, you know, Suzanne Summers. Is that her name? My mom used to have that book, and she was like in a pink leotard, and she had these little two-pound weights. But anyway, I lift heavy, right? I want my body to have to react and change and transform, and that happens under stress. And I'm not embarrassed to say that I want a round, shapely, there it is kind of butt, right? And I think about that every time I squat and deadlift. And I often listen to music that refers to derrieres of that shape. I'm not going to lie. If you follow me on Twitter, I've shared some of those moments where I'm listening to a particular song to motivate me to squat heavy. So I am all about like what I if I don't want to go work out, I will tell myself to go get a good lower body workout because I love working on my butt, making it higher and tighter. It's a serious pursuit. Like I'm laughing, but the, the thing is your glutes and your legs are some of the largest muscle groups in your body. So you get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of the muscle recruitment and total impact of the activity. So I am all about it. Strength, stamina, stability, and a nice ass. 
Um, and I don't think that makes this episode explicit, but I'm sure I'll get an email about it. So lower body lifting, I love it. Squats and deadlifts all day long. Probably twice a week I work lower body. The exercise that I love to hate, burpees. They are hard. You might refer to them as up-downs, but I'm obsessed with them, right? I, I really am, even though as soon as I do the first one, I want it to be over. I want to quit. And I'll never forget the first time that I went to my trainer. It wasn't my first time with the trainer, but this the first time I ever went to him and said, I'm going to do 100 burpees. And I was probably still 100 pounds overweight at this time. And I said, I'm going to do 100 burpees right now, right here. And I'm not leaving this gym until I do. And I did it. And I was so proud of myself. And that excitement and pride did not wear off for weeks. So burpees are one of like my badge of honor workouts that I love. Find something to do that you can feel really proud of yourself for, right? Even if it sucks. Even if it sucks. My favorite songs to work out to. Gosh, I would not have included this here if y'all hadn't asked this question very specifically. And it totally depends. I'm going to alienate people by listening this, by answering this. Um... I like to lift to music that makes me want to dance, especially when I'm lifting hard and I'm pulling up my my lift playlist right now. Um, she Doesn't Mind by Sean Paul. Um, Drop It Like It's Hot by Snoop Dogg. I told you, right? What doesn't make you want to squat low? <laughs> like, drop it like it's hot. I just said that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Remember the Name by Fort Minor. And I uh, got a lot of vanilla ice on here, too. <laughs> I'm serious, and I'm blushing, and we are moving along now. My favorite quote, you know, I, I talked at the beginning about how important it is to immerse yourself in things that motivate and inspire you. And as far as quotes, I have so many. You know I'm a big fan of the idea that we need to stop listening to ourselves and start talking to ourselves. We have the we have to replace these negative tapes that are going on in our head all the time. I'm fat, I'm tired, I'm lazy, I'm this, I'm that, I fail all the time. And that is a decision and we have to put positive inputs in. So some of the things that I tell myself on a regular basis, um, I refuse to be average. This decision is the beginning of everything I want. The fastest way to build confidence is to take action. Progress, not perfection. I routinely tell myself just for today, right? Just for today. Uh, And then I have on my wall unity of purpose, deafness to doubt, desire to succeed. And I'm going to have all of these um, on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. My favorite book And these are things that motivate and encourage and inspire me because, again, I really value the inputs that I I take into my mind and my heart. My all-time favorite book is Atlas Shrugged, but I am totally obsessed with Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, and I read that. I, I read at least several pages of that every week. And I also think that The Motivation Manifesto uh, is a fantastic read for anybody who's looking to make any kind of positive change in their life. Um, going back to quotes for a second, I mentioned that Atlas Shrugged is one of my favorite books, and I think that these quotes define me and my perspective and my pursuit of progress really, really well. These are quotes from that book that, you know, the book is nothing about like anything having to do with weight loss or motivation or anything like that, but it really did resonate with me in that way. And I think that when we put the right inputs into our lives, it really does illuminate 
areas outside of their intended effect. So this is one quote from from the book Atlas Shrugged that really speaks to me um, and spoke to me when I was struggling and continues to really motivate and encourage me. It says, do not let your fire go out, spark by irreplaceable spark, in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, the not yet, and the not at all. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. And I cannot read that without getting emotional because that is the most encouraging and inspiring quote I think I know of. Do not let your fire go out, spark by irreplaceable spark, in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, the not yet, and the not at all. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. And just another couple quotes from Atlas Shrugged that really resonate with me that I try to remind myself on a daily basis. I started my life with a single absolute that the world was mine to shape in the image of my highest values and never to be given up to a lesser standard no matter how long or how hard the struggle. And one last one. I have never found beauty in longing for the impossible and never found the the possible to be beyond my reach. Let me say that again because I screwed it up because I'm good at that. I never found beauty in longing for the impossible and never found the possible to be beyond my reach. Everything is possible. Everything. Absolutely everything. All right. My favorite podcasts. I love Smart Passive Income by uh, Pat Flynn. And I love Tara Brock. Uh, She's a meditation leader and an author, and she's fantastic. And her stuff just really grounds me and centers me. My favorite way to start the day, I'm an early bird. So I love to get up early. I love to get my coffee first thing and to write in my journal. That's how I start my day most days. This is a weird one, but it came up a couple of times. My favorite skincare, and I wouldn't have known how to answer this until I recently went to um, Paleo FX in, in Texas, and I have fallen in love with Fat Face skincare. Yes, Fat Face. You heard it. You heard it here, Fat Face. Um, it's all natural skincare products, and uh, their, their oil cleanser, which just sounded so gross to me at first, but their oil cleanser and their toner and their moisturizer – I'm so obsessed with, and when I use them, I feel like a cherub, right? Um, Well, that's so appropriate. Fat face and feeling like a cherub. There you go. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um, The things I buy most frequently on Amazon.com. Again, I'll link to these in the show notes. MCT oil for my coffee and the coffee itself. All right, some random things that make me feel better about myself and kind of keep me encouraged and motivated because... When I feel better about myself, I make better choices, right? If we're in a good mood, if we're in a good place, if we're happy, we make better choices. These are silly, but they're true. Cleaning out my car, cleaning out my fridge, or cleaning and organizing my office. I make better choices after I do those things. Cleaning my house, for sure. Um, A fridge stocked with groceries. 
uh, and then totally random, I feel better about myself and make better choices after a pedicure or getting my eyebrows waxed. For real. I feel like if I choose to make myself feel beautiful and I choose to make myself feel productive, whether that's a pedicure and cleaning my car, uh, I make better choices. And that's a choice, right? You create that. If you know that you feel better and you do better when you feel beautiful and productive, then make that happen. Find a way. Make time for self-care, right? Whatever that means for you, do it. So I would love to hear some of your favorite things, right? Your favorite fat loss meals, your favorite podcasts, your favorite books, your favorite quotes. Head over to primalpotential.com and leave a comment in the show notes and let me know what your favorite things are because maybe I've introduced you to some things and you can introduce me to some things too. So let's do that. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear from you. And let me know what I didn't answer, what you want to know that I didn't cover or what you want me to take a deeper dive into. I hope you liked this. I know this was a really different kind of episode. So definitely give me feedback on that as well. uh, If you liked it and um, what I can do better, how I can serve you, how I can help you reach your goals, because that is genuinely my heart. It's genuinely why I am here. And I believe the transformation I've created in every area of my life is 100% possible. And I'm here to help you get it. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for hanging out with me. And until next time, stay healthy.